Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Are we ready? I guess TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. If you look online on the many websites that track these trades over the last couple of years, usually you know around July 15th, July 16th, things start rolling a little bit and we start priming the pumps. And then once it gets into the, the 20s of July, things start really heating up. You start having deals every day. And then certainly in the last 72 hours, things become fast and furious. And we're going to be ready for that. And that's what we're expecting. So we're, we're being patient right now. Uh, at the same time, we're in constant conversation with the clubs to understand exactly what the asking price will be to improve our team. And I think we'll be ready to strike when we feel those deals are ready to be to be had. Yes, that is the type of insight you hear from Twins General Manager Thad Levine on the five-day-a-week first-place Minnesota Twins show, Score North Minnesota Twins show. How good is Thad? He's the, he is. I mean, I'm, and I'm not blowing smoke here. Yeah. The amount of GMs who come on and, and they're all, you know, for the most part, I think they're all pleasant chaps. Like they don't come on and not, I'm not trying to say they're jerks. Pleasant traps. But, they, but this guy comes on and he basically, he takes you as close to the edge of the cliff as you can possibly get a person without saying, and by the way, we're on the phone right now. I was so comfortable with him that before we hung up, I was just like, Thad, you want to tell us anything? Like, did, did you make any trades already that you want to tell us about? Is there, is there, is there any news you want to Rob, break here? Rami was so comfortable, he texted Thad later and just said, you up. <laughs> you, you up? You trading? I don't know why that's funny, but that never fails to be funny. Just, just text him, hey. Uh, hello? Yeah, who is this? It's Rami. You know, you know who it is. It's Mad Bump. Just kidding, it's Rami. <laughs> I want to play for you. <laughs> to Will Smith. <laughs> uh, this is, I just want to play a couple Thad Levine uh, bites here. I want to play one more here. This is Thad on sort of the expectations before the season and then what happened after they started 40 and 18. We're trying to redefine ourselves as a bona fide contender in the Central, not just as kind of a, a cute team on the come up uh, that is trying to threaten the Cleveland Indians. We're now trying to hold them off, and that's quite a different challenge. And I think our team is going to certainly be up for it. Both the, the, the race got a lot closer in the last uh, two to three weeks. I think that made all that more exciting for our players and for our fans. I would say we're pleasantly surprised with how the team performed, but I don't think this is out of left field uh, because I think we've seen all of these guys perform at this level at some point in their careers. Just them doing it together is what's made this team so special. Do you guys think the Twins made a mistake not making a trade in June when all the stuff started popping up about Bumgarner? Basically since 
all of us here with these microphones and fans and social media started saying, ooh, Bumgarner's out there. Like started looking at possible tr- trade scenarios. The Twins lead in the division went from 11.5 to 5.5. Do you think they made a mistake by not making a trade earlier? I've been saying that every day that they don't make a trade, there it, it's it's a detriment to them. And I, I don't say that because I feel like the Indians are going to catch them. I'm not panicking at all. The brakes are still cut. I don't care who tries to fix them. I'll just cut them again. But rattle, I do th- rattle thunder clatter. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> Rami here for don't worry. Really call the car X man. <laughs> <laughs> I do think, and I, I keep making this point that the sooner you can add to your bullpen, the more you're helping yourself in September and October because you, you keep asking. Probably more of these guys than than what you should and what they're capable of in a lot of cases, and then it ends up blowing up on you. Which again, that that's not really my concern. Is it blowing up on you now and costing you now because they're going to win the division? But the wear and tear that you're putting on these guys, Taylor Rogers specifically, yeah. that will show itself in September and October. Yeah, I don't think that they made a mistake by not trading for a starter yet because I think that price was probably fairly high to start with and just stay as high, Phil. Um, but I think that Rami's exactly right. Bullpen-wise, I would have liked to have seen the team be more proactive to get help. And it's the weird thing, though, is is from a distance and statistically, this bullpen is not a complete mess. Like, statistically, it's not this terrible, you know, Washington Nationals, oh, my God, you guys are awful conversation. But I think the point is a good one, which is it sure would have been nice to plug in a back-end guy with Rodgers, say, three weeks ago, just to alleviate that wear and tear, and I do believe that if you watch this team bullpen, it's bullpen on a daily basis, you do come back to the conversation of who do you truly trust in key situations, and as the season progresses, I don't think that list is super high. Yeah, so, all right, I don't think they made a mistake, because I still think a a five-and-a-half game cushion is fine, and I don't. the the last thing you should do is have an 11-game lead and freak out and trade Royce Lewis, like, oh, God, we lost a couple games we gotta, we got to overpay right now. Because if you look at the next two and a half weeks, yes, there's going to be teams competing against each other for certain players, like Madison Bumgarner might have three bidders, and that, and that bidding war drives the price up for Bumgarner. But for these rent-to-players, and even for the guys that have a year and a half left, but more specifically for the Madison Bumgarners and the, and the Will Smiths, the rent-to-players that are free agents after the season, every day that goes by their leverage goes down, the San Francisco Giants and any other team that you'd negotiate with, because you get one day less of that player, and they get a little more desperate to have to pull off a move. They have to, like, the, the keep in mind, the Giants have to trade those guys. They have to. They but get more, nothing for those guys. The, the flip side of that is more teams do start to call you as well and potentially offer dumb packages, which I don't think the Twins will, will do, and that's why, that's why this conversation... As things progress now towards July 31st, gets more intriguing to me is I think the Giants might get some offers in the Blue Jays too that they wouldn't have gotten in late June. And now we say, wow, that is a really steep price. So, so I think there are teams that will do what you're talking about, Phil, which is they do panic and say, Oh my gosh, we're losing ground or, or Oh my gosh, we're in the race. Let's try and make a trade. And teams like the Twins are going to be like, but you're really going to give up that much. I need to know what Cleveland's doing here, because Cleveland is... Think about where, where Cleveland stands in this whole thing. I really think this weekend might determine where Cleveland goes. I think Cleveland... What they do. I think Cleveland is looking at and at what the Rays did exactly with Archer. I really do. On Bauer. I think Han's not... I My guess is Han's not going to be dealt now, and, and that entire group of people that we thought might be dealt are probably going uh, not to be traded by July 31st, 
But I really think the Archer trade sets a great precedent of we can still get immediate quality, long-term quality, and move a pitcher that people put a lot of value in. And it would be huge for the Twins if Cleveland traded Trevor Bauer in the next two weeks. Yeah, that's the white flag. That's their white flag. That's what I'm saying. But they wouldn't see it that way. They wouldn't see it that way. And and if they make a raise type of trade, that raise trade is looking so good right now, too. So True. It's a white flag, but I could I can see the sense there, too, if that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. But to Phil's point, I'm not saying make a panic move. I'm not saying react to anything that's happening on the field. That's not why you would make a move now, and that's why I'm talking about a reliever and not a starter. A starter is a move to push you into the playoffs. It helps your rotation, obviously, once you get into the postseason. But a starter you get to help and push yourself into the playoffs. I'm talking about a reliever to ease the load on the bullpen so that you have a fresher and better bullpen in September and October. I know I wouldn't overre I wouldn't overpay, and I'm not doing it in reaction or out of panic. I'm doing it, I think, with an eye on the on on the long game. Well, the the Cleveland thing, think about it from this perspective too. Cleveland has two of the most coveted potential trade deadline assets and and guys who would legitimately help a playoff rotation and the back end of a playoff bullpen in Brad Hand and Trevor Bauer. So Cleveland sits here in the middle of all of this the next two or three weeks, and they're either going to sweeten the pot of available options for the Twins and other teams that are looking to buy by trading Brad Hand and or Trevor Bauer, or they're going to say, wait a second, we're in this thing. We're, we're 10 games over 500. We have a chance to make the playoffs and maybe do some damage here, especially if if some of our pitching comes back. So not only might they hang on to Trevor Bauer and Brad Hand, thus taking those two options off the table for teams like the Twins, they would then be in the market to go after the Ken Giles of the world so you could see a swing of like three or four available stud pitchers off the table if Cleveland decides not to sell. And I think that's really interesting. When do we suppose uh, that potentially Kluber and Carrasco are back? Well, Carrasco has leukemia. He does, right? but he's supposedly been cleared to start baseball yeah, activity he's again. attempting okay. to return later this year. All right. Like well, if you're guaranteed that both those guys are going to be back, let's say, in, in the next month, the, the um, Bauer trade does make some sense. Hand, I hand, I, I would struggle with more because he can close. But Bauer, if you could get a guy that you could plug into your rotation right now, and he he wouldn't be Bauer, but let's say he's good and a bat. If I'm Cleveland, I'm tempted there. I'm really tempted. Yeah. So it'll be so fun the next two or three weeks. This is the first trade deadline. They, I know they've had a couple like, well, the Twins are kind of in it and they're leading a division like the two two of the last four years. But this is really the first trade deadline since 2010 where you know that they're going to or that they should make some kind of a fairly significant move. They underwhelmed in 2010, yep. all due respect to Matt Caps. But you've got this lead up now. This is going to be the most fun trade deadline in basically 10 years for the Twins. How surprised are you guys going to be if they don't, by July 31st, make what we consider to be at least one significant move? Shocked. I'd the, be shocked. Yeah, this ain't the. that's one of the things I get so sick of. Or it's, the, it's the same old Twins Okay, look at what this front office has done in three years. Look at, look at, and I know that some of this stuff isn't super visible on the surface, but they've spent so much money behind the scenes improving systems and scouting and all these things. They've made aggressive moves in free agency. I know they didn't make the U Darvish aggressive move. They tried to, and they didn't make the Bryce Harper aggressive move, but they signed a bunch of really good free agents to big contracts like, you know, $14 million a year, Nelson Cruz. They came from outside the organization. To win a World Series with the Twins, and there, and, and this is a chance to make 
some sort of big move to push that ball forward even more. I'd be shocked if they didn't take it. Think about this, like one more thing. These are career-defining moments for guys like Thad Levine and Derek Falvey. And I know there's some skeptical fans out there that are going to be like, yeah, but the cheap poll ads are going to prevent them. That's not, like the poll ads aren't the thing that will prevent the Twins from making a trade at the deadline. Are the poll ads the thing that might prevent the Twins from going 13 years on Bryce Harper? Yes. Not for trading for like Ken Giles or Madison Bumgarner though. Just to just to clear to clarify that. And after talking, I mean, I was already almost hundred percent sure that there there would be a move before the trade deadline. After talking to Thad Levine yesterday, he all but said there would be a move. He admitted they want to bolster their pitching. He said expect things to heat up in the next couple of weeks. I'm as close to certain as one can be about things they have no personal control over. I think the one thing that they won't do is they won't do something that that is deemed to be by baseball, not Twins fans, but by baseball people to be extremely stupid. Like I don't think they're going to do if if the Mad Bomb market goes absolutely crazy, I don't think that they make that trade. So I don't know what the what the bang for your buck move is going to be. I think that they'll make one uh but I also don't think that they're going to all, all of a sudden say, well if the price is Kirilov, yeah, we'll trade him. I don't think that now. And yeah. and I've gone back and forth on, on that and Lewis and a guy and those type of players. But the more I think about it with the tracks that this team is on, I don't see them mortgaging things, but I do see them making what we would still consider to be a pretty good move. I did ask him about whether or not they have untouchables. Obviously, I didn't name names because I knew he couldn't name names, but he said that they there there are guys who they don't shop, that they yeah. don't they don't call up and offer to other teams. But there's almost no offer that they won't listen to if somebody calls up and says, hey, we have so-and-so top top shelf MLB player and we'd want top shelf minor leaguer in return. He said that's something that they would obviously listen to. But there are guys who they don't shop, actively yeah. shop around and offer to other teams. They got some guys right now. If you looked at their, their list of top 10 prospects or top 10-ish prospects about two or three weeks ago or a month, month and a half ago, a lot of guys are injured, struggling, but... Royce Lewis has heated up. Brent Rooker. Didn't Brent Rooker just hit just rip one last night in the triple A All Star game? Yes, he's been great. Like they could pretty easily and you know, Brent Rooker, I think, is gonna a be a good player. Guy. Yeah. Like where's he gonna play? Outfield first base, exactly right. Yeah. Where's he playing the next few years? There it's Kir- Kirilov is is coming up at some point in the next two years. Uh Luis Arise. I got some news for, for Arise. Luis Arise. Uh, Arise. Just let him say arise. It. Just let Rami say it. Luis arise. He's all time arise guy. Are you guys uh, you guys Babip guys at all? How geeky do you Babip? get with your? I like Babip batting average on balls in play. I want to take you down a nerdy path here. For Judd a second, loves okay? balls in play. This should be his stat. Judd's all about balls in play. Different context for Judd though. <laughs> I'm talking about baseball, all right? Yeah. I got. Okay, keep going. There's no nothing I can say at this point that's gonna. Be really wise of me to say. I would. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Insta trade Luis Arise right now to any team. So he's hitting 413 on balls in play this season. Yep. Like Mike Trout, who. So just to, to, to put this into context, a ball in play is everything that's put in fair territory that's not a home run. And league average is like 300 or 320. So, like, guys who hit the ball harder and are faster are going to have a higher batting average on balls in play, right? So, think about like the fastest, hardest hitting guys. Mike Trout has nowhere near a batting average on balls in play for his career on 413. If you're 413, that's like Danny Santana's rookie year, and everyone got duped into thinking, oh my God, they got a 300 hitter. And now he's doing it again this year. Like and it's the, the same Santana. exact yeah. thing. I like the same Santana. exact thing. Luis 
Arise. Thank you. Sorry, I cleared my throat. Is going to hit a cliff in the second half of the season. If I could, if I could capitalize on him hitting 400 right now in a trade for like Madison Bumgarner, I pull the trigger. I do it right now. He's on the block for sure. Mm -hmm. There's nobody who's untouchable for me, especially Luis. Arise. That's good. That's very good. You should totally sell Heinem too. And the guy in the minor leagues hits career 331 hitter in the minor. So it's not like this. You're talking about Luis. Arise. Ooh, I like that little harmony there. Arise. <laughs> you can't you trade him now. Just low, I'll go high. Rami just does his name so well. You can't trade him now. It would take something away from Rami's uh, radio career. I'll, I'll find other R's to roll. There are plenty really of R's to roll. I could just call myself Rami Makloff if I really wanted to. <laughs> well, Judd wants to trade Miguel Sano, and then who would play third base? Uh, probably Luis Arise. Exactly right. <laughs> Miguel's been hot lately. Now's the time to trade him. Yes. Yeah. So... Hey, give us your thoughts. If you guys if you guys have thoughts on who you think the Twins should trade, when you think the Twins should trade, now do you wait till July 31st? What's the clock at up, now? Tweet us at Score North during the show What's here. What's today? July 11th, all right? Yeah. Countdown's on. Yeah. We're less than three weeks away. This is going to be great. This is going to be fast and furious. Can we just, I, I, I'd like to take a moment real quick just to uh, shout out the listeners of Mackie and Jeb with Rami and just Score North in general. We, and by we, I mean you guys, the audience, and you guys, the consumers of Score North, set new records for podcast downloads, video views on our social media platforms, all of them at Score North, and website visitors for us last month of June. And we also saw a huge jump in just overall radio listeners in the month of June, especially younger listeners. And so this is usually kind of a dead time in the sports uh, business like we've been, we've all been doing this. Judd in the newspaper industry before he got here in 2011, and Rami, how long have you been doing radio for now? Oh, uh, almost 15, a little over 15 years. And wow, usually, like I am old. May and June, kind of a kind of a oh, down yeah. period. Yeah, absolutely. And so for you guys to be uh, to just be jumping on board with what we're doing at Score North on every platform, radio, the mobile app, the website, scorenorth.com, social media. We really, really, really appreciate you, and we thank you. And you can always hit us up at Score North on Twitter, at Rami is tweeting, at Jay Zolgad, at Phil Mackey. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Thank you. Yeah. We appreciate it. So we, you guys are cool. We also saw this fun thing on ESPN.com, the top fictional athletes of all time. I haven't looked at it. I want. I want. It's to a be, bracket. I want to be surprised on the air. I want to, and I want to make my decisions on the air about who's going to win this thing. It's important. All right. This is a this is a bracket. I'll it's unveil it important. to you guys when we come back here. Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company for a brief moment. Federated is here to help business owners. So let's let's have a little little personal conversation here, business owners. Are you feeling? First of all, do you know anything about your insurance company, or did you just say, ah, let's check a box and get an insurance company? You don't want to skimp on insurance. You want a face-to-face relationship. You want more than just the bare minimum. You've got a never-ending sea of things coming at you, problems that some of them you don't even see, and you're trying to balance that with growing a company, the roller coaster ride, the ups, the downs. Federated Insurance has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You can go to federatedinsurance.com and find out all about all the industries that Federated protects uh, might be your business. And you can go to federatedinsurance.com as well to find your Federated marketing representative. Federated is a proud sponsor of the Score North Twin Show of Mackie and Jeb with Ron. 
The X Games Minneapolis returns to U.S. Bank Stadium August 1st through the 4th, featuring four days of the world's best action sports, music, and festival experience. Don't miss the greatest action sports athletes on the planet and musical performance from Incubus, POS, the Wu-Tang Clan, and more. Tickets and more information at xgames.com slash tickets. Thank you, Declan. It is Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. Rami, do you have to make a mid-segment headphone change? No, I think I'm good. You sure? Yeah. No, it's the other set that's broken. Arise. Arise. (laughs) You know, you're showing off. It's getting really tiresome. Boy, it looks like some troubles are arising with your headphones. Yes. (laughs) You know what they say about the the sun and uh, where it arises in the morning? Yeah. All right, I'll stop. Sorry. Thank you. Please. Sorry. Thank you. I'm about to change the channel in the studio. Judd was going to plug into my talk. <laughs> Robbie, it looks like we're really getting a rise? out of Judd. Hold on. What's on 6.30 a.m., the old KDWB? i got to find out. <laughs> so ESPN.com has... This is, the, this is the deadest sports day of the year, right? This is the yeah. only day where there's like just nothing. There's no games. There's no ESPYs. There's the World Series of Poker, which Hold I'm going to every single Be night. Be careful because the... The de- WNBA might be playing tonight. You don't w- want to say there's okay. no professional games. Did anybody watch WNBA the ESPYs? You guys do ESPYs? No. Didn't watch a second of it. I did not even. I don't do awards shows. I find them all to be I heard your guy bombed in, in the self-serving. opening, and but I didn't even watch that. I didn't see it, but I find it hard to believe. Well, everybody bombs, but I, I'm sure it wasn't as bad as people are making it out to be. Tracy Morgan's way too funny. It's probably just people being too sensitive, but I didn't see it, so I can't really speak on it. Plus, like, I don't know, sometimes... There's so much pressure. SB's Academy Awards. You come out there and people are going to be mad no matter what the you problem, do if you're a stand-up comedian. The problem is you're playing to two different audiences. Yeah. You have the audience in front of you, which wants something very different than the audience who's sitting at home. Yeah. And like with most stand-up comedians, it's like you're, you're playing smaller. You're Pretty rarely, sometimes like the Dane Cooks will play Target Center or something. Right. But you're playing a room of 4,000 people at State Theater or something that all paid to come watch you. Mm-hmm. Not... Millions of people who are watching, and it has nothing to do with you. And like thirty of the forty thousand in the room, or what? However many you said, they probably think a little too highly of themselves, and they're not yeah. there to be made fun of. Yeah, that's the problem. Pro athletes never. Th- I don't that's know what the problem about. with all these awards shows yeah. and hosting it and trying to be funny. And quite honestly, I'd rather be funny to the people at home than the people in the room. Which is why I didn't watch because I don't care. Gentlemen, with that being said, mm-hmm. the deadest sports day of the year. Mm-hmm. ESPN.com has an amazing 32-character bracket that they unveiled to help fill the void. Okay. This is the official ranking of the greatest fictional athletes, movie athletes in history. I'm just going to say this before we start. If our guy Air Bud isn't on there... This is this is a, a a faulty list to begin with. I have not gone through the whole thing. Okay. We'll find out together. Air Bud's got to be on this list. How many animals should be on the list? So Air Bud. Are there okay. any other? I like you draw the line at Air Bud. I thought you were going to be like some famous, right? <laughs> no, Air Bud. Air Bud. Is Air Bud the only animal that would be on the list like this? They act, there was a spinoff from Air Bud after we had our long conversation about Air Bud and how many sequels they were on the show, which I don't know why we did, but it was hilarious. Somebody tweeted me, and there was a spinoff of Air Bud that was a MVP, Most Valuable Primate. It was a oh. hockey-playing monkey. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. then. Yeah. All righty, then. So here's how they have the bracket shaping up on ESPN.com. I'm just going to fly through this because there's 32 of them, okay? You guys just tell me what you think. All I'm right. just going to give you matchups, okay? All right. 
Okay, uh, and they seed them. One seed versus eight seed. This is the baseball region, okay? Benny the Jet Rodriguez or Amanda Wurlitzer from Bad News Bears? It's got to be Benny the Benny Jet, the right? Benny the Jet, 100%. Percent. Okay. That's a one versus who an eight. Was, who yeah. was she, though? I, I've saw the Bad News Bears, but it's been so Boy, long. I, I think that was, uh, was Tatum that O'Neal. Tatum O'Neill. Ooh, that's, so. t- that's close then. She's a great pitcher. Penny the Jet went to the big leagues. He's still home, dude. Hey, Buttermaker. <laughs> Come on. The original Bad News Bears is fantastic. I, I'm a big fan. Penny the Jet stole home. <laughs> he, he played did. for the Dodgers. And nope. stole home. Yeah. And juiced as well. He might be the favorite in this we whole We found thing. out he juiced, though. And his best friend got to call the play-by-play of it. I mean, come on. You know what? Great. Right. Did you know that uh, Benny the Jet also went overseas and played in the land of the... Arising Sun? <laughs> wow. Yeah, he played in the Japanese specifically. I did not well, know I didn't see that coming. That. <laughs> he had no idea, he had you had no idea where that. you were going. All right. All right. The next matchup... Dottie Henson from A League of Their Own. Okay. Who, uh, who just wasn't, her heart really wasn't in. She was like the Bryant McKinney of women's baseball players. <laughs> like, just what, didn't really love the sport as much. Talented, though. Who was yeah. that, though? Was and that, which, who was playing her? I don't know. Dottie remember. Henson was uh, Gina Davis. Okay. Like the main character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was good. And Pedro Serrano in this oh, matchup. That's not close. Sorry. It's got to be Pedro Serrano. Dottie right? Henson. I don't know how the voting came out, but Dottie Henson wound up winning this matchup. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. All right. It's 2019, I, I, man. Rick Vaughn, Wild Thing Vaughn versus Willie Mays Hayes in the same oh, matchup, three versus come six. On. That's not that's fair. Way too that's tight. too early. That's way too tight. Who won? That's too early. Rick Wild Thing Vaughn apparently right. won this. Crash Davis from Bull Durham or Roy Hobbs from The Natural in a four-five matchup. Crash Davis, I hope won. Roy Hobbs won. I would this go with matchup. Roy Hobbs. No. I would always. No. I would definitely Costner, go with Roy Hobbs. God bless him for that role, man. He was good. I'd go Crash Davis. Roy Hobbs hit it into the lights. Yeah, he was probably on PEDs. So, so Vaughn, Vaughn should have faced Hobbs, and the you other just guy throw that out there. should have faced Crash. Their their matchups are, are wrong. It They're is off. weird. It is their super matchups weird. are wrong. All right, I'm waiting uh, for a Costner versus Costner matchup with all the baseball movies. <laughs> oh, that other one he did as the Tigers pitcher. I think Phil liked that movie. It's awful. That was a great movie. It's Underrated terrible. sports movie. Clear the mechanism. Yeah, it's awful. What? Yeah, his his whole he he would talk to himself during the pitching performance to to make sure that his he wasn't getting too much uh you know chatter in his brain. Uh-huh. Clear the mechanism. Oh, that was something he said no, just to himself. Gotcha. All right, the basketball region of this fictional athletes bracket: Jesus Shuttlesworth from He Got Game, Ray Allen, sure, versus Jimmy Chitwood from Hoosiers. Oh, come on, Jesus, Jesus Shuttlesworth, Jesus yeah. all day. How about Scott Howard from Teen Wolf? So Teen Wolf. <laughs> Or Neon, is it uh, Bodu from Chips? Oh, uh, Blue Chips. Is that Shaq? I n- never that, saw Blue Chips. I don't remember. Hang on. Let but me, come uh, on, Teen Wolf has to move on there. Uh, did Although, you guys? I love Blue Chips. I love the movie Blue Chips. I don't think I saw it. Yeah, I didn't see it. I think that's Shaq, what? though, right? Teen Wolf should win just because it was Teen Wolf. Are you guys Wolf. serious? You've never seen Blue well, Chips? You wouldn't admit the not seeing it unless we hadn't seen it. Wow. It's not do, something like right. we'd be proud of. Do you, think, do you think Teen Wolf... Team Wolf was a little bit undersized. Do you think Team Wolf would have played well in today's NBA, or did he not have enough of a perimeter shot? He could attack the rim. He could. He could attack the rim. I don't know. He was multi-dimensional enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like you I could probably remember. just pack the paint and prevent him from. You could just make him shoot. Yeah, exactly. I don't remember if he had uh, if he had handles. Shaq was neon. That was okay. Yeah, but right. he, uh, he's Rubio. Anthony Hardaway was uh, Butch McRae. Wow. Yeah. That was so that was the peak of the Orlando Magic was blue chips basically. Uh <laughs> Monica Wright from Love and Basketball and Billy Hoyle from White Man Can't Jump. Monica Wright took this matchup. I think Monica Wright would win that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh. What? A 4-5 matchup between uh-huh. Sydney Dean from White Man Can't Jump and Airbud. There we go. Airbud, right? <laughs> Airbud lost. What? 
Come on. You knew Airbud was going to Come on, you knew Airbud was going to lose. You knew that. You're setting yourself up to be outraged. Ridiculous. They put boxing as a sham. Boxing and football in the same bracket here. All right. So they have Rocky, the one seed. This is a wow. This is an eight seed. Through. I'm putting Rocky through right now. The whole bracket. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I love Rocky. But Forrest Gump is the eight seed here. (laughs) Forrest Gump. Please. Yeah, one of the greatest college running backs of all time. Who won? Rocky won that. By how much? Does it say? Uh, I don't even understand the points. I don't even here. like Forrest Gump being included, but I, I, I guess by technically can be. Willie Beeman from Any Given Sunday, mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx from Any Given Sunday, yeah. and Maggie Fitzgerald from Million Dollar Baby. I never saw Million Dollar Baby. Neither did I. I'll have to sit this Hillary one out. Swank. Yeah. yeah. They've got Who Maggie won? Fitzgerald moving on here. I do love Steam and Willie Beeman, though. That's an that's a underrated sports movie For character. Sure. Yeah. That music video in yes. that movie? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Didn't someone lose like an eye? Was it Lawrence Taylor? I think so. Yeah. Okay. In the movie, yeah. Um, Von Drago, the villain from Rocky Four, against Apollo Creed from Rocky Two. Ivan Drago moving on in this one. Well, nice. Mean, yes. Ivan fueled. But he killed Apollo Creed. He did. I mean, this that's, already that's happened a, in real life. Yeah. <laughs> that's such a jury. That stuff, yeah. <laughs> that stuff's all real, Rami. Yep. Uh, and then the next matchup is Adonis Creed, the son of Apollo Creed, versus Paul Crew from Longest Yard. Adonis Creed. Yep. That's the winner. Okay, this is Judd's wheelhouse. Hockey and everything else. I'm excited for this one, too. The hockey and everything else bracket in ESPN.com's greatest fictional events. Happy Gilmore versus Dean Youngblood from Youngblood. Happy. Okay. Jacqueline, your thoughts? Yeah, happy. Not even available. Sports science once found that using Happy Gilmore's swing increased PGA Pro Padraig Harrington's club head speed by 7 miles per hour and his driving distance by 30 yards. If you could master that swing... You would be an amazing Sandler was on amazing Maybe that's my hope as a golfer. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't be swinging that club around, Ronnie. Okay. All right. Now, this matchup here, Adam Banks from Mighty Ducks versus uh, Jess Brahma from Bend It Like Beckham. I have Never not saw. seen either one of those films. I have seen Bend It Like Beckham. That is Neither a good film. That's a low-key, really like, good film. Like low-key movies that Judd has never seen, being a travesty, Mighty Ducks is very high up yeah. there. You're I a was, hockey guy. The original one was filmed in Minnesota. I was in my 20s. I just didn't care. Man, did I see Mighty Duck? I might have seen you. Mighty probably Duck. did. It probably would have been in your age group yeah, at the time. Maybe add it to yeah. the list, man. Banks moves on in that one. Daniel uh, Brahma moved on in that one, actually. Oh wow! Yep, Daniel Larusso from Karate the Karate Kid, Kid versus uh, versus ISIS from Bring It On. One of the cheer, like the, oh, the, the yeah, cheerleaders the cheerleader. from Bring It On. <laughs> actually, and Daniel Larusso. Her name was ISIS. Yeah, before you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, they probably, wouldn't do, they probably wouldn't do that now. No. That's probably a name that has gone out of fashion. In real life, you'd, you'd probably have to change your name, wouldn't you? Me, personally? No, no, if oh, your name... I would definitely if, if have your to. name was if ISIS my name Maklov, was, if my name was you ISIS. probably would have had to have to, you know, been like, I think I'm going to go to the courthouse and change my name. <laughs> if my name was like ISIS... If I was ISIS Zolgad, I'd probably be like, this is a bad idea. You probably wouldn't have hired me. Mom, Dad... <laughs> No, we wouldn't have hired you, but you would have changed your name, so it would have been a problem. We would have hired you. I feel like if your name is Isis, for different reasons, if your name is Isis or Alexa, you're just in a bad spot. <laughs> the Alexa one would make me very upset, though. Because like, so annoying. Of all the yeah. names they could have picked, they picked that one. Then you just buy a Google Home, you know? Just buy the competitors. Uh, let's see. This is the last matchup of the first one, then I'll tell you who won all this. Where's Reggie Dunlop? R- Ricky Bobby versus Reggie Dunlop. Oh, thank God. Ricky Bobby from Talladega Nights. And I bet, Reggie Dunlop from Slapshot. Okay, Dunlop should have won my guess is that Ricky Bobby won. Ricky Bobby did win this matchup. Of course. I'm, I'm good with that. No, I'm going to spare you. They actually did play out all the other rounds. I'm going to spare you that. and Just, just tell us who the final four is. Who's in the final four? The final four. Mm-hmm. 
are Dottie Henson from League of Their Own versus Jesus Made Shuttlesworth. All the way through to the final four, huh? Yeah. Why? Because it's well, 2019, Judd, all right? It's 2019. <laughs> not a good, and not back that kind of character. She's one of the great baseball players By the in way, the movie. Just last time. night, I was watching the Drunk History episode that has the real story about a league of their own in it. And it is hilarious and awesome. About the women's league or about the movie? The, the women's league that okay. inspired the movie. Yeah, it's great. And they all had to wear skirts when they played, too. Yeah. Yeah. So she beat Jesus Shuttlesworth in That's the semifinal. Really? Dottie Henson beat Jesus Shuttlesworth. Okay, now you're surprised, huh? Now you're surprised? Dottie's bigger than Jesus. Yeah. Wow. And then the next so matchup was Rocky Balboa versus Happy Gilmore to get to the championship round. Rocky Balboa won, right? Yes. Okay. And Rocky takes the whole thing. Right? Rocky takes the whole thing. All right, good. Rocky is the, according to ESPN.com, Rocky is the all-time indomitable underdog produced for 960000 It won an Academy Award for Best Picture and grossed $225 million and has seven sequels. So we have a great question on Twitter. So Daddy got to the final against Rocky? To the final four. Or no, to the final, right? To the final. To the actual final. Yep, to the final. That's interesting. What's the question? Uh, this is from Brian. He says, in all capital letters, where on that bracket is Bobby Boucher from Waterboy? Blasphemy. Yeah, who are the snubs? He's right. He's absolutely right. Well, there's a few slapshot snubs for sure, but let's list the it's snubs so here. long ago. Bobby Boucher's a snub. You could have gone 64 easily with this, right? Absolutely. Like Roger Dorn could have been. There could have been like five yes. major Jim, league pitchers. Jim Craig, O'Callahan from Miracle are both. Those are Rob. Those are those are great characters in that movie. But those aren't characters. Do those guys count? Those are real people. Yeah, they're, they're probably real people. So they, so probably they have to be. They, okay, so they have to yes, be fictional. They have to be fictional. Yes. I didn't know that. But it's still. Yeah. How about it's the still ghosts? Short. The ghosts from Field of Dreams. Ghosts are fictional. They were <laughs> oh, ghosts of real me, people. Cry me a river. But they were Shoeless Joe. The, I'm glad. I, ghost I'm glad I got left off. Sappiness. I don't need. Let's have a catch shot. Now you know what? I don't Moonlight want to have Graham? a catch. How about Moonlight Graham? But he's not fictional. He, that That's that true. really happened. Yeah. yeah, if we're opening up for real right. characters and animals, Secretariat needs to be on the bracket. Yeah, I didn't say real characters. I said ghosts of real characters. Okay. 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 Yeah. I think I got left off though because of that. <laughs> but what are the are the fictional characters? Because there are some who are missing. I think Rube Baker, the catcher from Major League Two, should be on this list. We just got a call from Doug. And we are missing a great one. The dude from Big Lebowski. Does yeah. that count as bowling count? Walter, yeah. Yeah, Walter. That does count. Donnie even, heck. I can see that. Yeah, who, okay, who are the snubs? Tweet at us. I almost just said something. Just yeah, I know. I know. I know. I said, yep. <laughs> that would have required the dump button. When he said Donnie, you I know almost it. said the line from yeah. the Big Lebowski. <laughs> Anytime he speaks. Involving Donnie. <laughs> that oh. almost just came out of my mouth. <laughs> that is Rami Maklov uh, getting us uh, in trouble with the FCC. <laughs> Mackie and Jeff with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North mobile app. we got a cram session coming Shooter up. Gavin? That just yes. Rudy? How is Rudy not on the list? Yeah, I'm, if if we're not, it depends on what we're going for That's here. Are we going for Harry great Potter? Because he hold on the, a second. What was that, the sport in but, Harry Potter that they played? That was a real story, Quidditch. though, right? Quidditch. What? R- Rudy was a real story. Rudy right? was a Based real story. On a, yes. I think they so left was Harry, all, Harry Potter was too. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think they left all those off. I'm okay with that, but there's fictional slights that are pretty bad. Yeah, Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. Are we talking about most successful movie characters? Because like Rocky was a heavyweight champion, are we talking sure. about the best movie sports movie characters? I think most successful. I don't, but I'm not really quite sure. By the way, it's it is a fictional movie character bracket. By the right. way, just to clarify, yeah, so we're that's not, why we're yeah. taking out people. Like, so that's why Shooter's not on there because hmm. he has a Twitter account now. He's he exists. <laughs> He's in real. Life. Yeah. <laughs> 
Declan Goff here for your score north download. The MLB All-Star Game came and went. The Twins returned to action on Friday in Cleveland against the Indians, who are all of a sudden just five and a half games back of the division lead. Cleveland closed the first half, having won 21 of the last 29 contests. Kyle Gibson starts for the Twins tomorrow in Cleveland, opposed to Mike Clevinger. The MLB trade deadline is set for the end of the month, as we heard from Thad Levine earlier in the show. The Twins are aware of the position they're in. Maybe they'll add the deadline, but will they surrender a Royce Lewis? Maybe a Brent Rooker? Maybe a Novel you've been working Maybe on for a uh, little Nick Gordon? Uh, some friends we Enemies become friends. Marcus uh, Stroman, uh, Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> Check out scorenorth.com for Twins tidbits, courtesy of our own Judd Zolgat. You can't have trades without Cool Whip. Cool Whip. <laughs> cool Whip. Tidbits is back. Twitter is up now. I'm so happy. Twitter was down. I didn't even realize Twitter was down. That ruined part of my day. I cowered in a corner till it came back up. Is that the social media platform when it's down that ruins your guys' day the most? 100%. My screen time on iPhone, it tells me every day how much I spend on Twitter, and it's way too much. I would say Instagram is is coming in uh, as a close second right now. You would have a lot of fun on Instagram. Like, you already do Morning Judd. Someone would help me get on I enjoy it. consuming Instagram. I'm not much of a creator or a, uh, I don't make a lot of content for Instagram. Actually, I think you have to change. You still have 1500 ESPN on your Instagram bio. Do I really? Can you change that right I, now? Yeah, actually? no problem. I'll do it. I will literally do it as we speak. <laughs> That's hilarious. Rami. Rami worked at 1500 ESPN for exactly zero minutes. I was going to say, he never, you weren't even hired <laughs> by that station. Well, you might have worked here for like a week and then, and then we flipped. I think you came on off. once or twice. You know what's. Before we switched. I don't know if you'll if you'll think it's funny, but somebody pointed out to me a month ago on my Twitter bio, I still had a link to my old station. Oh, did you? Yeah, I, I guess somebody pointed that out. To That's me. very Judd like right <laughs> there. But it's all fixed now, so you can. It's nice. live.scorenorth.com. Awesome, if you want. Awesome. For now, go ahead and listen. Uh, people are still suggesting great fictional sports movie characters here at Score North on Twitter. Uh, who's the dude? Uh, um, Jerry Maguire, but he's not. He's not an athlete though. Or are you saying the the Tidwell? Maybe he's saying Jeff might be saying Rod Tidwell, the wide receiver that Jerry Maguire represents yeah. as an agent. Cuba Gooding Jr., right? Yes. Yeah. Could go with that. Charlie Conway, Justin says, from Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's a good the one. main player in Mighty Ducks. Yeah. I think if you're gonna put Adam Banks on this list, yeah, which they did. Conway. Yeah, why would Banks be on the list and not Charlie Conway? Yeah, that's a little absurd. That person's not a hockey fan who wrote that for ESPN. Or has ever watched or Mighty has Ducks. Never watched Mighty Ducks. Adam Banks better. didn't even come in until like the end of the first, like half of the first yeah. movie. He wasn't even wanted on the team. Cake eater. And then he got hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's he right. Died again, huh? I, I'm just he a died little up? passionate about wow. They called him a cake kids. eater on the, in the movie, actually. Oh, you turned me down. You and Lindsay, man. Yeah. You guys love the Mighty Ducks. That's fine, too. Yeah, Ernie McCracken from Kingpin. People are throwing him out. It's a good list. Yeah, anybody anybody say Jimmy Dix from The Last Boy Scout? Never seen. You've never that's seen a, that's The a Last sports Boy movie? Scout? Is that a, yeah, is that a sports movie? I've seen on cable. He was a fictional sports character in the movie. Sounds like an internet That's movie. That's Bruce Willis, seen. right? No, that was uh, Damon Wayans. Bruce Willis was the washed-up cop. Okay. Yeah. But he was in it. You guys remember the first scene in Last Boy Scout? No. A running, it's the most ridiculous thing in the history of movies. Running back is running down the field, and you find out later that he had like a gambling debt and blah, 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 so his life was in danger. He needed to score the touchdown, and there was a defender between him and goal line. He re- he's running full speed, reaches into his into his pants behind him, pulls out a gun, and blows away the defender. <laughs> what? Swear what? to God. Are you serious? Swear to God. It's, it's the most ridiculous sports scene in the history of movies. 
That's I'm, I'm like waiting. Otherwise, for... the mob was going to kill him if he didn't score. But the t- I'm sure the touchdown didn't count, anyways. That's unnecessary. You can't, yeah, you, you can't, can't just shoot a guy. Kill the defender. I was I was I was <laughs> waiting. That's 15 yards. We all know that. I was waiting for 90s wrestling to get to that point where it was like cage matches, barbed wire, like someone just pulls a gun on the Undertaker. <laughs> He's just done. I'm sure it's on YouTube if you ever want to look it up. No love for Remember the Titans on this list. No love for Gary Bertier, the Sunshine. Any, uh, any characters from the Replaceables in the list? Never seen the Replaceables. That's the Keanu Reeves movie, right? Replacements. 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 Excuse me. Any 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 replacement No, it didn't sound like it. Really? No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. I mean, a terrible movie, but it seems to hold a place in some people's heart. I'm looking at the last Boy Scout right now, seeing if I can find this highlight that you're talking about. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Oh, it's from 91. Okay. And terrible all at the same time. Okay, it's really old. All right. Football. <laughs> Melvin Gordon isn't pulling out a gun, but he is uh, asking for more money from the Los Angeles Chargers and holding out or demanding a trade if he doesn't get it, guys. And I don't blame him. If I'm an NFL running back in today's game, I'm holding out after one big year. One big year and I'm holding out. Because by the time I get to the end of my rookie contract, no one wants to pay me, right? Boy, this is... A, okay. So I'm 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 with you on the player side in the NFL. This is where players want guaranteed money and they want to get paid earlier. But teams are never going to give out like five-year guarantee contracts. So I think we're going to come to a point where I think two things have to happen. Especially if you're a running back versus, say, a quarterback, and your career could be done when you're 27 or 28, you should be able to hit free agency after like your first two years. Or there should be some level of like restricted free agency where some team can offer you a contract at a certain position. Or maybe what it is is you negotiate length of contract out of the gate if you're drafted. If you're a first round draft pick running back, you don't negotiate necessarily like the money you make in a in a. I think that should stay according to slot, but maybe you negotiate. Yeah, I I want a two year contract, and then I want to be able to hit free agency after three years. Because I'm I'm with you on this. If I'm a running back and I have a huge year and I carry the ball three hundred times, so so uh, Melvin Gordon. Although Melvin Gordon had a better year two years ago, but if I have a thousand yard season in a big year and I'm like twenty five years old and have mm-hmm. a year or two left on my deal, I might not even be healthy by the time I become a free agent. So I'm never going to rip a running back specifically for doing something. like I'm not this. even going to talk about Melvin Gordon. If I'm Saquon Barkley, I want to renegotiate now. But see, here's the problem, right though. Now. But but this go, this goes back to, to what we've discussed on the show, Phil, going back like four years now. Until they strike, which they won't, because the majority of players can't afford to strike and won't strike. They're never going to get good deals. And listen, a running back, I'm sorry, but your best years now, I'm not going to pay you based on that because you just played for what I paid you and gave me your best years. That's why I have to hold out. And the NFL, well, that's fine, but ultimately what they really need to do is get their act together, get a union that works, which the National Football League does not have one, and they actually need to go out. They are the most successful league in sports, certainly in this country. And among the most, if not the most successful in the world, and yet they have the worst contracts across the board. The only guys who really get paid are quarterbacks and some and some skilled position guys, but not all. So until you tell me that we are getting guaranteed contracts, I'm not going to play for you. But the problem is there's way too many guys on each roster who say, I can't do that, I will play. The other thing too here is there's such a just there's such a huge gap between the value even a league average quarterback like Kirk Cousins brings to a team compared to a running back or just a non-quarterback. Vegas has all kinds of numbers on this. Sometimes you'll see him pop up 
from like Action Network or wherever you would, you know, whatever degenerate gambling things you follow on social media. And it'll say like Tom Brady or a top quarterback might be worth seven or eight points against a spread compared to a backup. But if Adrian Peterson in his prime was out, they might only adjust the spread by like a point and a half. Yeah. So, you know, teams know it. Vegas knows it. And that's why it's tough. But like, even that being said, you'll pay a running back in his prime for that production. The problem is you never have to pay a running back in his prime for that production because they're usually still on their rookie deals. Yeah. Correct. And by the time it's expired, they already have all that wear and tear on them and nobody wants anything. So to don't do play it. then. Okay. Exactly. Don't I'd play. Hold out. No, but but the, the point is, if I'm the team, I'm like, okay, don't play. Because you're not going to play for a team and you never, and the problem, especially in football, is you never get those years back. So if Melvin Gordon sits out, that's too bad. But he's not going, but it's not like the year after you're going to say, well, now I'm going to get paid and my age 27 year, I'm now going to replicate a 28. You're in a bad position. Well, let me ask it this way. At what age would you guys say you start getting really nervous about a running back? Super nervous among the best ones? Or like even kind of nervous? 29, 29 ish or so. What about even like kind of nervous? 26, 27. Yeah, before that. So 27, kind of nervous. Todd Gurley might be pretty much done right now, Phil. Yeah. So so let's take kind of nervous. I agree. 27, I'm kind of like, uh, probably don't want to. Like, I, I ain't going to go five years on a contract at 27, right? Yes. Well, most entry-level contracts are four-year deals with a fifth-year option if you're a first-round pick, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Four-year deals with a fifth-year yep. team, first round pick is team option, right? That's correct. And, and most guys come out when they're seniors. So, like, if you're running back and you're – maybe you come out as a junior, but you're, like, 22 years old when you get drafted – and you're under contract until you're 27. And by that point, especially if you've been, this is the catch 22. If you've been productive and you've been a workhorse for those five years, it doesn't validate the fact that you should get a big contract. It makes teams even more nervous because, oh, I mean, he's been really good, but look at all the carries for five years. And, ulti- right? and ultimately, that's also seen right or wrong as a position where you can be replaced quickly. Yeah. So if I'm, if disposable. I'm, if I'm on the player side, if I'm a running back and I'm fighting for the next collective bargaining agreement, I would want, some sort of an out, but not an out-out to where it's not like the teams aren't going to want to just lose control over you after two years because that's not fair to the teams either. You want you draft somebody and you want to make sure you get a shot at them for like the five years that you would, right? So why not some sort of a restricted free agency, something that lets them set their market value with other teams after the second or third year? Like three, you get them for three years and then he becomes a restricted free agent after three years, and you still can keep him, but at market value. And, and guess how, how you probably get that. You probably have to go out and strike. You probably do. And really... Because, yes, that sounds fair. Not, not to say that this doesn't apply to other positions, because the, the career lifespan for most NFL... I don't know what... I haven't checked lately, but the, the average career span for an NFL player is incredibly short compared it's to like other three sports years, and especially compared to the general workforce. But this is mostly a running back problem. And the whole union isn't going to hold out for running backs. They're 122nd of the guys who are out there on the field at any given time. You know yeah. what I mean? So the, the union isn't going to fight for running backs. So running backs and guys like Melvin Gordon essentially have to take the fight on themselves and have to play hardball with teams like he's about to do right now. But the lack of guaranteed contracts is incredible. Like, this is the one league where they make billions of dollars, right? So if you broaden the scope of this conversation out and go to all players, it is remarkable that this is the one league, hockey guaranteed contracts, basketball, baseball, right? That this is the one league where you're certainly guaranteed some cash, but your contract is not fully guaranteed, despite the fact that these guys make billions of dollars. Yeah. And, you know, 
it's always funny when people ask, well, how can NBA players, you see some of these scrubs signing contracts, not to call Tyus Jones a scrub, but Tyus Jones is very much a backup point guard who just signed a $27 million guaranteed contract with Memphis. So Tyus Jones is going to make more money in his career. To this point, he's made over $30 million, something like $35 million as a professional basketball player coming off the bench. And there's a lot of top players. The Vikings have a couple guys. like Adam. He's made more money than Adam Thielen has to this point in his career. Adam Thielen's one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Yep. Well, that's because you've got 52 dudes and an eight-person practice squad. You have 60 guys under contract on an NFL roster, and quarterbacks are getting like one-sixth of the salary And cap. your union stinks. And that. It absolutely stinks. I don't know why. If I was a player, I would not pay dues. Like, you do not get nearly enough bang right. for your buck. Right. You, are, you are not represented accu- um, accurately. You're not represented well. It's just BS. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're going to have, you've been calling it for a couple of years. We're probably going to have a work stoppage of some kind. I hope we don't miss games, but. I got bad news, too. I, I think it's coming in baseball, too. If you read between the tea leaves of what they were saying at the All-Star game, and I think rightfully so, baseball players are going to push back. You you cannot, when baseball stopped paying older players, which I think smart, they shouldn't, but when they drew that line, and now you're under team control for, for how long, Phil? Six years? Yes. Okay. I well, got, six years once you get to the big leagues. Okay, I right. got I got to hit the market so now. like 10 years. Yeah. So, so if you go back now and look, though, <laughs> when's the payday now? It used to be 31, the Angels are giving me $10 yeah. million. There, That's gone now. There's good news and bad news in the negotiations in baseball because, A, they didn't, I mean, the bad news is, like you just said, Judd, they didn't go well. The meetings that the two sides just had during the All-Star break. But the good news is the two sides meeting this, this long before the agreement ends is unprecedented. So they're they're getting together and at least trying to Do talk about it. you trust your commissioner to handle this I mean, no, correctly? I'm, okay, thank you. I'm hoping he gets fired and somebody else enters, enters the negotiations, my, myself specifically, but <laughs> anybody more qualified than Rob Let's Manfred. go to the bar and talk about the contract. <laughs> There's a Deadspin article today that says, does Rob Manfred even like baseball? He doesn't. Rami answered it on Twitter. Said, nope. <laughs> no. Nope. Sure doesn't. I thought he was going to be an amazing commissioner, too. He took over. He had all these ideas. We were and, both wrong on that. I don't know. He's, he's only been around for, like, what, yeah. four or five years now? It's been enough to see, though. Yeah. yeah. It's been four or five years of bad ideas and missing the point. That's the that's what gets me, the latter. Missing the point. Like, if your ideas just sort of stunk, I'd be like, okay, that's misguided, but you... but you The dead spin piece is titled accurately. I don't know how much he likes baseball. You know, a cheap plug for the Scornock Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on baseball today, the Thursday episode with Glenn Perkins. So we got into this, like, Rob Manfred's quote about... Or just his denial about changing the baseball. It's very obvious. The, the the athletic had an astrophysicist study the baseball and said, yeah, yeah, the baseball is different. And, and so why does Rob Manfred have such a hard time admitting that the baseball is different? And I actually think he's so worried that baseball fans are going to be like, well, you can't change the course of history and records. And he has to be willing to say, you guys, I don't care what Babe Ruth's stat line was. I don't care. I want to make baseball fun for today's 20 to 35 to 40-year-olds so we can do this for another century. I don't care what if it taints like Hank Aaron's record. But the it's more ma- fun. The maddening thing, though, is he's saying we know the ball is different, but we can't figure out exactly why and how. That's what ma- that's what drives me crazy. It's and like, they own Rawlings. Yeah, he's lying. Ex- yes. Exactly. Yeah, he's lying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> he is. Man, uh, Rami was, was lying, lying down in Hey-o! the prep room. Lying on down my the 